Lester the Nightfly. This is your host, PJ Ewing. I'm so glad you're here. This is part two of a three-part conversation with Jim Page. Jim is a folk singer from Seattle, Washington. He's been at it for many, many years, and he's got a lot to say about a lot of great music. He's brought a great playlist, as well as music from his brand new record that was just released in April, The Time Is Now. Let's get to the conversation with Jim Page. How long were you in New York in in the village and all that? Basically a year. No, it was great, man. I mean, I lived I lived really by a shoestring for the first I don't know three months or something like that. I top of a staircase going up to the elevator machinery at the McBurney YMCA on Twenty Third Street. I think it's Twenty Third Street. I had a room there for like two nights, so the security guard recognized me. So I would just come in with you know with my guitar. And I would say, you know, hi, and I would I would walk up the stairs. You couldn't take the elevator because there was an elevator operator, okay? And he would check for your room key or whatever. So i just walk up the stairs all the way up to the top and sit down and lean against the wall and sleep. And there was a rooftop uh, somewhere else that I slept on. This was before I got rid of my sleeping bag and so on. I would lay out my sleeping bag and go to sleep and wake up in the morning. And there would be these secretaries up in the office about two floors higher up, you know, a little distance away. And they would see me. And so I would, I would, I would get up and I would bow and I would motion to the sleeping bag and they would clap and I would fold it and I would step back and motion to it again and they would clap again and I would do this whole thing where I was demonstrating rolling up the sleeping bag and then I would bow and then I would leave. And we did this every day and it was really funny. So <laughs> I cannot believe that they let you get away with it. They were on your side, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, people are like that. People don't want to hate each other. And they, you've got to, yeah, you've got to like create this space where it's okay to be each of you. I am you not know? here to talk about me. In fact, I have a friend, Mitch, who's like, PJ, you talk way too much about yourself on your, in your show. But I will say that I do my very best every day huh? with my children on the bus or on the subway, you know, in a cafe, in any environment to try to be warm and welcoming and kind and give love and it's a conscious effort and my children observe me and then say you shouldn't talk to strangers and what are you doing and blah 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 blah. but i'm, I'm trying to be myself and i'm trying to demonstrate mm -hmm. that when you put out love great joy and love comes your way and i believe it's it's uh, almost breaking the laws of physics because I think I get more love coming in than I, I extend. It, it's like a times two in a New York City because there's such a cold, 
you know, we're all so busy. We're not looking each other in the eyes. We're marshalling our way down the streets. And, and then when you, mm-hmm. when you break that with my Midwestern from Michigan kind of ways, which I still have, really mm-hmm. great things happen, Jim. And they happen mm-hmm. every single day in any environment. Mm-hmm. Truly, truly. Clear Blue Sky, the album Music from Big Red. It's 2001. Let's hear this song and then let's have Jim talk about it. Funny how life goes when you think you know Well, it'll hit you so sudden You never even see the blow And all the things you've been missing They come to crowd around The way the shadows get longer Oh, when the sun goes down And it's only one drop of water In a clear blue sky But it's enough to say goodbye You see the minstrel on the sidewalk singing You hear the cowboy song You see the old road traveler passing Looking for a place to belong You see the bird do an aerial dance You see the wing in the sunlight glisten Music everywhere If you know how to listen And it's only one drop of water In a clear blue sky But it's enough to say goodbye of water enough to say goodbye i didn't quite grasp this one maybe i didn't spend enough time on it can you take us through this one a little bit well let's see it was about a friend of mine who died his name was robert omblade and he was a uh, 
He was a musician and a busker, and he'd played all over the place, been on the road all over the place. Um, and he uh, he had a heart thing, and uh, he he was in he would have been in line for a heart transplant, but you know I don't remember what the deal was. It was money, it was insurance, it was just luck that he didn't get it, and he fell over. And his wife came home and found him lying on the kitchen floor, and uh, I wrote I just wrote the song. I sat sat down and write, wrote it, and I don't think I changed a line of it and for some reason the one drop of water from a clear blue sky still makes sense it makes sense because the clear blue sky doesn't have any rain clouds in it but there's a tear the one drop of water it's a tear okay i mean it's water is not a tear but i from the you know but but it is poetically symbolically it is so it's a clear blue sky it's a beautiful day the sun's out but there's a tear because a friend died and it's only a tear because Friends die all the time, all over the world. It's not like the end of the world because a friend died, but a friend died. So there it is. And so there's a busker in the song, and there's talking about how, you know, you know, basically, you don't miss the water till the well runs dry. You know, it starts out, you know, the things you don't, you know, and um, how does it end? How does it end? Um, anyway, that's what it is. That's what the song is. I can't, sometimes I can't remember, I'll be honest with you, this is me coming clean. I can't remember song lyrics until I have the guitar in my hands. Often, because the guitar gives you the cues, you know? That goes back to the beginning with you, though, from the moment you found out that you could stop stuttering by singing and playing. And I, I want to just comment on that. It was a while ago in our conversation, but mm -hmm. there was this movie, The King's Speech. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. right. Recall that? Right. And one of the techniques was rhythm. To do, 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 like to get through a word, right. there was a rhythmic device that was used mm -hmm. to try to help King George the Sixth, you know, through this speech. Mm -hmm. And it just makes, it just strikes me that, that that technique, that device was really what you were doing by turning words into song and the stuttering goes by and the guitar gives you comfort and suddenly you're singing. I just found that interesting. Well, perhaps, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah that, was, that was a great deal of it. As far as remembering the words, it's like a play. If you're an actor in a play, you're, you know, you, you rehearse and you rehearse and then you go do the performance. Your, your lines are, 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 are tied to cues, which are what other people do or a piece of furniture or a light goes on or something. And then your line comes up. And if those lines aren't there, if those cues aren't there, you might, I don't know, I'm not an actor. I don't just, I don't, I don't know. So I'm speaking out of school, but you might have trouble remembering what those lines are. It's so interesting. It's, it's, it's part of your body experience. It's, it's, I'll use a silly phrase that I don't understand, muscle memory. Right. It is like that. All right, so what I reacted to in this song, because I didn't know it was about your friend had passed away, and, and I, did, I, I was guessing that was a tear, but what I heard was violin. It struck me as it was so lovely and so beautiful. And I wanted to throw you a curveball. There are two songs that struck me that, that reminded me of, of this piece that you did, uh, Clear Blue Sky. And one of them mm -hmm. is by, uh, there's a, there's a, a couple guys, uh, that you might or might not know of named Mike Marshall and Daryl Anger. Anger? Yeah, of course. Chiaroscuro is a record that I have loved all of my life from Wyndham Hill days when I was at the University of Michigan. And there's a song called Piacenza that I, I mm. that really, you, you evoked this song Piacenza. So let's listen to it right now 
and see if anyone agrees with me, including you, Jim. This is Piacenza from the record Chiaroscuro from Mike Marshall and Daryl Anger.
Okay, Jim, there's one more that your song, Clear Blue Sky, struck for me. Another song that it reminded me of, and this is really obscure, and mm -hmm. you're never, you'll never have heard it, because it was made for a TV show called Treme, and it was okay. Lucia Micarelli and Sean mm -hmm. Colvin. Oh, really? Yes, and it's impossible to find. It was never put on a recording. It was a scene from a TV show, and it mm -hmm. was sublime. It's called I'm Gone. It's a song that Sean Colvin has recorded separately, but there's a mm -hmm. version with Lucia Micarelli on violin and Sean Colvin. It's on stage. Mm -hmm. I have a copy mm -hmm. of it, and we're going to hear it. So let's oh, listen cool. to I'm Gone, Lucia Micarelli, Sean Colvin. This is from the TV show, the HBO show, Treme. songs from the brand new record from this is april 2022 the record is called the time is now the song that i wanted to start us out with from your new recording is called angeline
In this beautiful country In which I'm living There is a story that's a fine About a woman named Kiki So Blue And how they called her Angeline Angeline Kiki So Blue She was the eldest daughter She's Seattle, she wants the world to disappear She said you can build your town around me I'm not going anywhere Angeline, is so blue And it was a fine and expensive a Wife of Doc Maynard Did you find her in a something to be owned? When she said you're much too beautiful for such an ugly name. From now on, you will be known as Angeline. Not Kiki So Blue. And they made her illegal. And all of her people and the children threw rocks behind the back. But Kiki So Blue had some rocks of her own And she threw them back Angeline Kiki So Blue Chief Seattle's eldest daughter. I catch myself sometimes egotistically saying, God damn it, they're changing the city. I was 
I've been here so long. How dare they? And, and you have to remember whenever you do something like that, that there was a time when the city wasn't here at all. And a whole bunch of people had to be bothered severely so that the city could be built. So you are whining and complaining about the city that was built on the bones of people who were displaced. You were whining and complaining that things are changing and it's bothering you personally. I remember seeing a picture of her, you know, and she, she lived to be old, quite old, old age in Seattle, in downtown Seattle, where the, she was not supposed to be. They had told all the Indian people, all the native people to leave. They had made them illegal. They'd actually passed a law that they could not be in the city that was built in the place that they have been for millennia. It's nauseating when you think of it. There's a statue. There's a couple of statues of Chief Seattle here in town. I love that part about this whole thing, where they take your land, they take your language, they take your religion, they steal everything, and then after you're dead, they, build, they put a statue up. It's so hypocritical. It's so cynical and, and, and ironically hypocritical, but that's what they do. So they made everybody illegal, and they told them to leave, and she, she just stayed. Okay, and there's several pictures of her you can find, and you can look at them, and you see this person that just went about her days staying in the place that she was not supposed to be. I first heard about her in, uh, at the Pike Place Market downtown with his little courtyard, and there was a cherry tree in there, and it was blooming. It was, you know, cherry tree blooming time about now, you know, about now. And uh, a friend of mine was a, a custodian. Her name is Mary, and Mary says, some people call that Angeline's tree. I said, Angeline, who's Angeline? And she told me. Told me that Angeline had lived very close to the Pike Place Market, and some people say they see her ghost wandering around at night. And I like the idea of Angeline's tree. I just loved that idea of Angeline's tree. And that was the, probably the original kernel for the song so long ago. And then I learned about who she actually was and how she stayed, and how the kids threw rocks at her, and she carried rocks in her pocket, and she would throw them back. And, you know, and she's, she made baskets, and she dug for clams, and... You know, and there were people that liked her and people that didn't like her and so-and-so. And they named a street after her and they named a, a woman's shelter after her, which was actually a good thing to do. Another thing was, you see people, you read about them, people that won't move. To this day, there's somebody that won't move when progress comes along and says, move. Um, right close to where we live, there's a little house, which is still there. It's surrounded by big buildings, you know, stores and shops and office buildings. And there's a gap where all those office buildings should have met, but they couldn't because this woman stayed there. And she stayed and she died in that house. And she wouldn't leave, so they had to build up around her. And I thought of her when I wrote this, when I wrote the song. And I also thought of the crowning, for me anyway, the crowning horror of the thing was when the wealthy woman comes along and she says, you're much too beautiful. This is the actual quote as it's recorded in history anyway. You're much too beautiful for such an ugly name. You are Princess Angeline, which is an insult. We take everything you've got and we crown you a princess. Princess of poverty, princess of, you know what I'm saying? It's just this weird ownership thing. Now we take your personal name. It's this weird thing. But she just kept going. She's an amazing example of just keeping going. She did that. And all these years later, she's like this enormous figure, you know? And her original name, Kiki So Blue. Beautiful. Yeah. It's gorgeous. 
I don't know if that's how you say it correctly, but, you know, there are different spellings and, and different ways of saying everything, so. So, Jim, do you know the story by Virginia Lee Burton, The Little House? Oh, no, I don't. Let me write that down. Hold on. Write it down. I believe she's a New Englander from 100 years ago. And she wrote some of my very favorite children's stories that I read to my, well, not anymore. My, my youngest is now um, nine, so I don't get to read this. There's a collection of Virginia Lee Burton treasury, and the little house is one of them. And it's exactly that. A house is sort of lost to time and all the buildings grow up in a downtown setting and there's this tiny little gorgeous house that's now dilapidated and they move it back to the country originally it was in the country and the city grew up around it and then they moved it back to the country it's a supremely charming right the author right. virginia lee burton uh, mike mulligan and the steam shovel wow. she wrote katie and the big snow for me for my children my family my youth yeah. these were epic children's sort of picture book stories yeah yeah lovely 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 that sounds like it's worth getting oh yeah uh i'm excited to to share that that they're really beautiful angeline that's from the brand new record from uh jim page it's uh 2022 the time is now jim have you ever heard of um the phrase the artwork the artist uh who did a whole thing around the phrase the time is always now no i no i'm not aware of that tell me Look, uh, yeah, this is great. I have a, I'm looking at the piece of art in front of me, which I've always loved. It was literally, uh -huh. I would see it every day when I walk through Soho in Manhattan. There it was in the window. There's a gallery by this artist. His name is Peter Tunney, T-U-N-N-E-Y. Peter Tunney, look up The Time Is Always Now. He did kind of a newsprint decoupage uh -huh. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And those were the words in which, I, 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 I think I think of those words every week for for sure because the time is always now mm -hmm. and we want to take advantage of the time right now because we need to live in the present as much as possible anyways it's there's a beautiful anyways look it up the time is always now it's a beautiful piece of art right. it's still for sale there are various versions of what he's done michael hedges recorded stranger in me by some guy named jim page did you record stranger in me i've recorded it twice it's on it's on uh, music from big red and it's also on um a record called whose world is this okay one version is electric and the other is totally acoustic michael never recorded it he played it live he played it in live sessions i did a demo with him he brought me into a studio and we, we did two uh, three songs stranger in me a song called a fundamental frenzy and whose world is this which i had just written like half of and he liked the chord progression so i thought okay he needs a bridge so i went away to this place i was staying and i kind of wrote a bridge for it and i, I wanted it to be very simple and open you know it, it, the lyrics are minimal the music is uh oddly weird it's, it's not minimal but the but in that song but the lyric is is minimal he did an awesome job you know let's listen let's let everyone get in on this uh, michael hedges stranger in me as the song this is a live recording it sounds pretty good this is by jim page here on lester the night live
the street lights shine The rustle of the windy breeze And the shadows of my mind Feeling like a stranger In my own hometown I nodded up my collar And I walked it around Someone will be waiting, maybe someone you should know. 
a stranger here Wrapped in our disguise Reflecting faces From the mirror of our eyes Oh, stranger, can't you see There's a stranger in me Open up the door Jim, I saw um, Michael Hedges at the place called The Ark in Ann Arbor, Michigan, when I was a student there. Small setting, wooden, lovely, famous building in University of Michigan or in the area. And I loved Michael Hedges ever since. He had his mm -hmm. double-necked guitar and he was strumming and mm -hmm. banging on it. And I just fell in love with him and his work. Mm -hmm. And I tracked him for a little while. It was... Um, the record Aerial Boundaries. It was around yeah, 1984. Right, 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 right. Do you know this record? Right. Yeah, yeah. That was the yeah. First time I saw him, I was not impressed. Man, he was downtown Eugene, playing, doing one of those courtyard gigs that you get, you know. And he was playing lunchtime, and he was singing. But he was also playing the Oregon Country Fair that I was playing at. And so I watched him on stage, and he did that song, Aerial Boundaries, and it lifted off the top of my head. And it's like, oh my God, you can do that on the guitar. And he emerged out of the foliage and he, he said, hi, I'm Michael Hedges and I'm a fan or something like that. You know, so, I, so we, we met each other and exchanged information and he was living in Palo Alto and I was living up there. And so, you know, we kind of, I would go down. I actually did a gig with him where he played with me on a, on a song and we did a couple of Beatles songs. We did Come Together, a couple of songs. And he was a tremendous player. He was just ridiculous. Completely always in tune. He never went sharp. It's really easy to, you know, I'm sloppy. I'm really sloppy. I, you know, I do my, move my fingers around and I'm not conscious at all of how much pressure I put on the string. So I will put too many, too much on and they'll go sharp. And so when I don't even notice, he never did that. He was a completely perfect guitar player. He was amazing. His timing, everything. So, you know. I saw him do Come Together. That was part of his performance, actually when I saw him so, so, so long ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I saw somehow that connection, yeah. Jim, and I was so impressed. I, I, I just, you know, uh, in my personal history, I, I don't know how many remember Michael Hedges. I think there are some, and he had a, a career and he was successful for a while and, mm -hmm. and he was a, a, a hippie and a cool guy and did his own thing. And I, I just, it was, I'll never forget seeing him live it was yeah let's listen to so everyone else can hear a little bit along with us it's called aerial boundaries from the record aerial oh, boundaries 1984 windham hill was the label this is michael hedges Thank you. 
let's get back to your work uh, after all these uh, departures. Do you want to talk about well, Pet- Petroleum Bonaparte? Uh, this is this is pointing fingers at Mr. George Bush, I believe, at the time. Again, it was 2003 with shock and awe, and I had just gotten up, and there was nobody in the house but myself, and I was making. It was before I even had my coffee. I was making my coffee, and the phrase Petroleum Bonaparte popped into my head and I started laughing and I couldn't stop laughing and I made my comedy and and the the title is better than the song itself the song is basically just thrown together so I could say Petroleum Bonaparte alright well let's listen to a little bit of, of Petroleum Bonaparte thinking about George Bush this is from Jim Page hey George I'm talking to you you're bringing me disgrace pretending to be my president you were never even elected in the first place Spending all of my money on that really ugly war And lying to everybody about the reasons that it's for Well, it's oil money, George It's been that way right from the start Petroleum Bonaparte Hey, George, what's the body count? Does anybody know? When the brown and foreign, do you bother or do you just let them go? And when the coffins come back home with our daughters and our sons, you think the families give them a medal and ask for another one? Well, it's kind of cold that way, isn't it, George? It's in that way right from the start. Petroleum Bonaparte. Hey, George. It's not funny, but I don't think you're very smart. In fact, I think you're kind of stupid. You just play acting the part, like a psychopathic puppet with a pocket full of knives. Kind of feels good sometimes, doesn't it? Cutting up people's lives. It's a cynical proposition. It's in that way right from the start. Petroleum Bonaparte. You always did want to make a lot of noise. Now you can see yourself up there on the mountainside with the other bully boys. Right there in the spotlight of the world for everybody to see. Well, there's more than one way, George, to go down in history. In grade school, my best friend was a Mexican kid named Bobby Cortez. And we did everything together. And he was fun. And we just, it was a great childhood relationship, buddies, okay? My family moved. So I didn't see him for two years. And when I saw him again, he had turned into something. I'd turned into something, too, obviously. He had taps on his shoes and his hair was all greased back. And he was wouldn't look at me. He wouldn't look at me. And his best friend was a, a guy named Dan Vina, who was a hard, really hard, dangerous kind of character. Something had happened to him. I never found out what. And when he was old enough, he dropped out of school and joined the army, went over to Vietnam and got killed. Bobby did. The fact that my, my former best friend wouldn't acknowledge that I was there. You know, I was scared and he was scared. Everybody was scared. So I can't, you know, when you get older, you kind of tend to loosen up some of your rigidities. So I have to, I have to realize that I probably looked weird to him, too. But the point is, whatever happened to him, it, dis- it disturbed me. 
And then when he got killed, that disturbed me even more. I remember sitting in my class, and they, they made the announcement, because it was Vietnam, they made the announcement over that he'd been killed. And I just sunk down in my chair. And that began a quest in my life to look for the reasonings behind things. Like, what happened? I don't know, but it was probably something like this. And you could find the clues of the something like this by looking at other stories. Because we're not all that different. So you find out what happened to so-and-so and what happened to so-and-so. And you can say it's probably something like that. And if you write the song correctly so that you don't challenge yourself to put in details that you don't know. A song is like an exercise of creative holesmanship. H-O-L-E. Holesmanship. You know, putting holes in the right places. Because if you put the hole in the wrong place, you don't have a story. And if you don't have any holes, you don't have a song. So... If you tell the story correctly in a song, you can get to a reality that lives behind the curtain of the detail. Details are made of curtains. Reality is not. So you tell the story correctly, and you get to the reality behind the curtain. And that's how that whole thing started for me. And so didn't we, the, the reality behind the curtains was WTO, November 30th, 99, yeah, but the, but the reality behind the curtain of that is that a whole bunch of people without any power can change history. November 30th, 99, history walking on a tightrope line, big money pulling on invisible strings, getting into everything so deep. It's hard to believe it's in the food and the water and the air you breathe And the chemistry, the biotech The banker with the bottomless check The corporations and the CEOs And the bottom line is the profit grows The money talks, you don't talk back They don't like it when you act like that But didn't we? Shut it down, didn't we? November 30th, 99, it was a Tuesday morning when we drew the line. It was a WTO coming to town and we swore we are going to shut it down. And they stood there with their big police. They had the National Guard out to keep the peace with the guns and the clubs and the chemical gas. But still we would not let them pass. And they raged and roared and their tempers flared and there were bombs bursting in the daylight air and they'd run us off do us in, but we came right back again, yeah, didn't we? Shut it down, didn't we? November 30th, 99, millennium passing as the numbers climb, and the people came from everywhere. There must have been 50,000 out there There were farmers, unions, rank and file Every grassroots has its own style There were great big puppets, two stories tall There were drummers drumming in the shopping malls There were so many people that you couldn't see How that many people got into the city And the WTO delegates too But we were locked down So they couldn't get through yet, didn't we? Shut it down, didn't we? November 30th, 
November 30th, 99, locked down at the police line, and they're hitting you with everything they got. But you ain't moving like it or not, and they're tying your wrists with plastic cuffs, and they're loading you up on a great big bus, and they're taking you down to the Navy base. Pepper spraying you right in the face Try to break it down, try to get you to kneel But you got the unity and this is for real And they can't break a spirit that's coming alive That's the kind of spirit that's bound to survive Yeah, didn't we? Shut it down, didn't we? Loves all the glitter and flash You know the newspapers talking out a whole lot of trash About the violence of the people in black And how the cops are so tired they just had to attack And the secrets hidden in that deep dark hole Of what they call City Hall may never be told The mayor's out doing the spin The police chief quits so you can't ask him Well they can swear to God and all human law But I was there and I know what I saw The visible stains that washed away in the rains But this old town will never be the same Cause didn't we? Shut it down, didn't we? Now it's the greatest story ever told David and Goliath, how you be so bold Standing up to the giant when the going gets hot And all you got is a slingshot Well, they tell me that the world turned upside down You gotta pick it up and shake it, gotta turn it around You gotta take it apart to rearrange it I don't wanna save the world, I wanna change it Don't let them tell you that it can't be done Cause they're gonna be the first ones to run Just take a little lesson from Seattle town WTO and how we shut it down Yeah, didn't we? Shut it down, didn't we? That was Didn't We from Jim's record from 2001 Music from Big Red A really, really great record to go back and find for yourself. It, the whole thing's wonderful. But your job now, get thee to Bandcamp and let's all buy Jim's record, The Time Is Now. That's how we can support this terrific artist. We will have a lot of music from that record next week. our final episode with Jim Page. I will see you next week. She's coming in cutting across the sound 
And she rattles and she rumbles as she rolls, good God. She's worthy, she ain't never on the ground. She got pulp putty plugging up the holes, good God. She's a mighty bit unsteady and she coughs when she gets cold. But she's well put together, all the better when she gets old. She runs on bourbon and boiler steam and it suits her just fine. She's the Whitby Island Overwater Transfer Ferry Line. She gets washed in the water at the cross. And she leaps and she lurches as she goes, good God. She got direction, she don't never get lost. They blindfold and lead her by the nose, good God. She gets twisted and unruly, and they try to calm her down. She's a little less than able, but she's the finest ship around. She's a mighty bit uncertain, but she's always on time. She's the Whitby Island Overwater Transfer Ferry Line. All hail the captain at the head For he staggers as he clutches to the rail Good God, he has knotted up the mast to make his bed He's been on every ship that's ever been a sail Good God, he's an old salt hustler and a half-back oiler He's a mighty bit punchy, he been gassing up the boiler He got a full head of steam up blowing salt water brine On the Whitby Island Overwater Transfer Ferry Line in a fog and they're tugging and leaning on the line good god and she shudders as she bumps up on the logs and they're twisting and they're tightening on the twine good god and the clanging of the chain pins and the banging of the landing it's a miracle she made it it's a wonder she's still standing she could go down like a boulder but nobody never minds she's the whitby island over water transfer ferry line Got a full head of steam up blowing salt water brine on the Whitby Island over water transfer ferry line.